Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you, you forgot to enter. Hi, this is Anna. And this is Jessica. And this and is our platinum So gonna... it's the first time we've ever run a, a Skype interview, and we've gotten like a gazillion questions to ask you guys. Oh, no. Yeah. What, is, what, what has your, like, your last, like, two weeks been like for you two? Great. Since Just, we move, I, I, we were thinking that, at least in my experience, moving to work from home was going to be, you know, well, you have more time to sleep in, you know, less commuting, less, you know, going to do stuff. It's have, it has been worse. <laughs> this is my opinion. Uh, and my experience was like, I was going to sleep last night, 11.30 p.m., and I got an email, and I have to go back and do things until 2 a.m. with other, other students, too. So. <laughs> Same thing with you, Jess? Uh, not last night. I was out of that email thread, so I would just sleep at 10.30. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been seasons of, like, intense craziness, and then there's a lull, but then you yeah. get to, like, relaxed and then it pops back up again <laughs> yeah so when we we say today at 6 p.m i say okay what will happen at 6 p.m anything can happen so now we have a call at 6 30 a conference call so it's like that's why like we have to change plans like right away so thank you yeah, so for, thank you guys for being flexible. Yeah, for being flexible <laughs> i mean there's there would be no excuse for why we couldn't run it 40 minutes early because everyone <laughs> in the entire country is stuck in their house so yeah exactly yeah. Sarah, did you get kicked out of the Northeastern dorms? Yeah, I had moved out a few days before, but um, I moved out on Friday, and then they sent the email on Saturday, and they were yeah. like, everyone has to leave. And all I have some friends who are like, I live in what California, what am I supposed to do? And they just had to pack up and leave. Oh, yeah, and I remember like a few days before, they say, we are not kicking you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they kick you out. <laughs> So is the lab still open on campus? Um, we're I mean, not there. I guess, but we are not going to to the office to work, basically. We have, like, several of these kind of calls all day long. That, that freaked me out when you guys were like, hey, yeah, we left the lab. I was like, oh, my God. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> People on the front lines are out. Yeah. So, well, like, it, w it was one a few days, like, a few weeks before... Like, there was someone that was coming back from Europe or something like that. And Alex said, we cannot afford to have someone that came from Spain or Italy or something uh, in the lab. Like, we cannot afford to lose any of these guys because we are not that many either. So we we never stop crunching numbers. That That's what was told to us. <laughs> so when did things, like, really start getting nuts for you? Because I think for everybody, at least everybody in Boston. January 10th? Like two weeks ago. <laughs> January 10th. Oh, like in the yeah. midst of when we had you guys up. <laughs> we yeah. have been already two months into this outbreak. People are just, you know, like a month into it. <laughs> I feel like things got really crazy, though, about a week ago. Because I came back to school from spring break Friday, mm -hmm. March 7th, I think. Maybe it was March 8th. I'm not sure the exact date. Um. And my friends and I were like, woohoo, like, this is, we're, we're back, yay, nice to see you, stuff like that. And then Monday, our teachers were like, 
there's a possibility we could be in online classes. And then Tuesday, uh, like Harvard went into online classes. And then by Wednesday, they're like, all right, like we're out. We're online <laughs> yeah. classes. All my softball games got yeah. canceled. So yeah, we 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 were there when Alex sent the email saying we need to do it now. <laughs> Alex oh, is our yeah. boss, basically. So <laughs> were you guys the one who ones who were like you time to time to go to online? Uh, not us, but our our boss, who yeah. I think he is a part of the Northeastern Coronavirus Task Response team or something like that. Yeah. So he's advising, and he was the one saying, "Be prepared, be prepared. It's coming, it's coming." And then I say, "Okay, we have talked now." <laughs> yeah, and he, he warned him about this three weeks ago. So. How crazy have your phones been getting blown up about this? Just like nonstop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more of, I get a lot of calls from my family members and friends that are just like, what should we do? And Yeah, or people that haven't talked to you in a long time. And, oh, I remember a person that does epidemiology or something like that. They text you or something like that. I noticed that. You know, people now remembers you. <laughs> it's just, like, so wild. Have you guys ever experienced anything like this in terms of, like, your careers in, in research? No. I've nope. been through other outbreaks. I, it hasn't been this crazy. It hasn't. I was through Ebola, and Ebola was, like, a month that was very intensive, and we knew that we could stop it because, basically, you need to see the person that is sick to get infected. So it was very obvious to avoid the sick people. But this is like, no, this is another level of of craziness, I think. Do you guys have Purell on deck at the crib? Yeah, I yeah, have a baby-size Purell. Like, baby, like, actual oh baby-size. <laughs> that would have been a great insta if we all just had our, our Purells up. Yeah. <laughs> I can go around and get it yeah. at the end. <laughs> So when last time you guys came up, um, I have a question. Is this already being recorded? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay, good to know. <laughs> this will be mad easy to edit. Slugs, okay. good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so last time you guys came up, like six, seven weeks ago, we were like, "Yo, what's gonna happen with this thing?" You're like, "Hey." You got to give it a week. We'll see in a week. Was it after that weak point where you were like, okay, this is serious? Well, I think when this episode or the first episode appeared, we were in a different place than we were when we actually recorded the episode. I think we were, yeah, we were definitely worse off at that point. Um, But I don't think people really started, like, quote unquote, freaking out about it for until, like, Maybe a week or two later. I'm sorry, time is all messed up for me. So yeah, it's it's a big blur since January. It does. I don't know. To me, it's like a month, two months, a year. I don't know. It seems too long already. <laughs> too many days into this. <laughs> I know. I like. I couldn't even imagine. Like, do you guys feel right now the biggest obligation to like execute on your work? Like, it's just like what you guys are doing. Like, really, really matters. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it does Jessica come on <laughs> well, I mean, for, for instance I cannot say much of what I'm doing but right now for instance we are like working on different scenarios trying to understand 
how long we have to be like this, you know, one week, one month, two months, you know, uh, what we have to do to stop the outbreak, to actually flatten that curve, you know, like that famous curve. So like for, for us, it's like, it's very important because basically then people look at our results and say, okay, maybe we need one more week or two more weeks, or maybe we should say people not only to not go to school, but also like basically really, really stay home if you don't really need to do anything that is essential. So all this kind of stuff are, are, are very important. I'm sorry, I'm getting a call. There you go. Jessica was talking, I think Jessica said flatten the curve before it was famous. I think you deserve all the credit. You said it during the episode. <laughs> Make sure that curve stays low. We got to make sure that curve stays low. <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. Someone owes you a check, man. <laughs> so, so right now, in terms of the curve itself, are we like on the exponential climb? Or is it just kind of starting based on your model? Yeah, and we're still in the very initial stages of the epidemic, at least I would say. Like, I think I read online that we're just, we're probably like 10 days, a few days behind Italy, um, which if you've seen their projection, I don't, I haven't looked today, but they're already at over 24,000 cases. So, and I don't know how many we have in the U.S. as of now. Italy um, has 31,000 cases. And so when you, you guys were just using data from China at the time, in your model, when did you start, did you ever start pulling in other countries like South Korea or some of the stuff in Iran or Spain? I think you broke up during the beginning part of that question. Can you ask it again? Sure. When we had met last time, you guys were using solely cases from China. At what, did you guys end up using some of the data you got from Spain and Iran and Italy at a certain point? No, our model is still calibrated in China, but what we observe in another country serves as a validation of our model, basically. So if our model that we set up in mid-January, uh, you know, you let it run and then you, you, you don't focus on China, but you go and measure in other places by this time, how many cases you observe and you check if your model is basically kind of, uh, matching that. Right. It's so it's a, like an external validation of our model. That data was in use to calibrate our model, but then the results that we found are like consistent what was going on was there a moment when you guys were in the lab just like freaking out like oh my god this is gonna get bad i think we had a few of those moments yeah yeah scattered over the past month or two months um i think we were convinced that it was not going to be this big that actually some some something will happen Something good would happen. Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you realize that it was like out of control? All right, Sludge, relax. I don't think it's out of control. <laughs> just, just a quick... out of control, but like it got way worse than you had projected. 
Well, just a quick disclaimer. Slugs has been freaking out for like two straight <laughs> weeks. She's like, it's over. The world is over. Well, the I show out since before you guys came on the episode the first time. So imagine me now. Slugs, like, she thinks she was born with it. <laughs> no, I don't. No, it's very new. Don't worry. Okay. You might have it, but you got it like recently. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to ask your question one more time? My fault. Um. So, at what point, like, what numbers did it reach before you guys realized that it was like a lot worse than you had thought it was going to be? What was the breaking point where you're like, this is not out of control? That was probably the wrong word choice, but like, it had gotten crazy maybe i think like uh like a wake-up call was when we start seeing like a lot of cases happening in italy i guess i i don't know if we i don't think there was a moment like i think we knew that it could happen and it happened and i think that sometimes uh, people or we still think that you know things that happen in china are too far away to reach us but then it happened in Italy and suddenly everything became like very real, I think. So Italy and all the cases also in Iran. But I think like the at the point where it hit hard Europe was like the wake up call basically. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess you could also say the well this is a confined scenario, but the cruise ship that had the Diamond Princess cruise ship that had like what, six, 700 people infected. While it was this contained scenario, still so many people um, got infected. And you heard there's all these stories, possible rumors just about um, how everything was being managed. And so that was when kind of you're like, oh, this thing can spread very quickly. And yeah. Now, what are some of your thoughts on, again, like flattening the curve? Will that, is it actually like reliable? Will it actually help mitigate the process of everyone getting this thing? Like right now, what's going on? Yeah, well, like the idea of flattening the curve is basically that you want to like help the healthcare system to, you know, help it from collapsing basically you don't want the, the healthcare system to collapse so you still want to have you don't want to but you you try to have the same amount of cases but in a longer period of time so then uh, the hospitals can work even a capacity but still there is a bed for every person that needs one basically because if all happens at the same time is when we are in trouble basically yeah so again we are not cnn journalists and we are not doctors but do you have a, a prediction of like where this might go if we're being like really optimistic and positive and the world could be okay <laughs> well i i think the, the 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 good thing is like now we need people to stay home social distancing will help so we really need to do our play our social role and not to think about ourselves. But you know, uh, we have to think about the people that you know won't get a mild disease like we will because we don't have underlying conditions and we are not of a certain age group and so on. So 
uh, like the first step to, to, to flatten that curve is to keep social distancing. That's for sure. We're so, being good citizens. And, uh? We're being good citizens. Yeah, being good citizens, take care, you know, don't, don't think just about, about yourself. And um, yeah, basically. Oh, we got a dog going crazy. That's my dog. Can I go? <laughs> my dog. Take care of those. I'm going to, I'll be right back. <laughs> and, and I think like for now, it's like what, what I think what people have to, have, have to understand is that this is not an effect that you will see in one week. We need to stay indoors for a couple of weeks just to see a tiny result in another two weeks after that because it's not that you know we stay home today and by next monday we have half of the cases it's not like that how it works so what you see today is what happened actually a few weeks ago or a week ago and the results uh, that you have to judge uh, after this it's not a lockdown but it's like social distancing is uh, you're gonna see it like basically down the road like in two weeks so people have to be patient and wait and you know try to to understand that it, that is a process that takes time it's not just like you know we stay home three days and then everything is fine it's like so weird because we're like as Americans, we're conditioned to be so impatient and like, you gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta get it. And now it's like, everyone's just gotta stop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the whole world has just like gone on pause, it feels like, like school. Hey, but maybe maybe we can, you know, avoid climate change, you know, like every, all, in, every place, in all places you have like this, like there is less contamination or something, you no? Know? There, there are definitely good things happening. There, yeah, that's a good thing for the world, at least. <laughs> you, you guys feel okay today, right? Slugs, how do you feel today? I'm feeling fine. I'm good. No one's got to cough, right? Nope. So, how are you feeling? I feel great. I, <laughs> I got to be honest. I worry a little bit about my dad. My dad is 72 years old, and mm -hmm. he travels a lot. He's got a heart problem. And so I've just been like, yo, dude, I'm not going to see you for like a month. I don't even want to come close to you. Yeah, that that's, you know, it's sad, but it's the right thing to do. Just check on him. But yeah, and he has to stay home too. <laughs> I know. Well, again, that's for another time, but he, whatever. I don't even want to talk about it. So um, do you guys think the decrease in cases in China is indicative of, what might happen to the virus worldwide. So what China did is they like implemented this extreme social distancing um, measure, which is why you see, which is why the number of cases is, is decreasing. And a similar thing is happening in South Korea, but on top of that, like in South Korea, you have additional testing. And so like another like, positive thing or one of the reasons why this virus is not yet out of control um is because like in south korea like you have people that are testing everyone um they go, they have like these drive-through testing centers and all this stuff um so this virus is still manageable if like we the who used the phrase like test 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 
Um, so if you test people and then you isolate them or you quarantine if they were exposed or if they are infectious or asymptomatic, um, they can no longer, they can break the chain of transmission. So, so we can hope that like our measures, like the social distancing measures we are taking will along the road in the next couple of weeks, slow the number of cases. I guess that's the goal. So have you guys run models given what you guys have created with the variable of social distancing versus not social distancing? Is that something your model does? Yes. And what is the difference between the two? Uh, social distancing is way better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I can disclose. <laughs> social distancing works. Okay, cool. School closure and social distancing works very well. But again, you have to be ready to implement it for more than two weeks and expect results after that. Yeah, so you're saying like right now, based on your math, Things could be okay if everyone just like buckles down for two weeks, just like everyone's been saying. This is from the scientists. Just mm -hmm. do what everyone's yep. been saying. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like that. Is it only two weeks, or would you say that we'll have to be like this for longer? Let's say two weeks, and then we see. Yes. So do you guys have a prediction? I, again, do you have a prediction over like a two week, six month type time frame? Yeah, we do that. We, we, we study basically, but these results are not published yet. So that's why I cannot comment too much. But what, the, what we do basically at this point is like to understand the, the impact of mitigation is like, what if we close schools for two weeks, for four weeks? school and social distancing, school and smart working, school and lockdown, you know, all, all these different scenarios, we put them there and we, and we try to understand uh, how, uh, how, how, we get, how much this curve gets flattened, basically. And so over, was there a, a big disparity between a two-week school closure versus a four-week school closure? Yeah. And also depends if we close the schools when we have a few cases, 100 cases, 500 cases. All these things are like results that we are like right now, basically, we are trying to understand. So I cannot comment much more than that, but yeah. And so given your model, I'm assuming like even closing schools for an even longer period of time would probably be beneficial in your model, right? Like if you were to close schools well, like- all, Always, the most you close, the longer you close, the, be the better the benefits. But uh, you have to then wait what is feasible in, in a modern world. So you have to wait all the stuff because in the end, you know, kids have to go to school and parents have to work. And, you know, it's, you, I, think you, I think now we need to find like a trade-off between what is doable and, you know, what works better and, you know, try to find like a, a good combination of those two things, basically. When when do you think the apex of this thing will be given like a, a total summation of your models on average? I'm not sure yet. I was actually trying to look at that today, but I couldn't figure it out. Uh, I mean, I guess 
it, it depends on like what we're doing now, right? If we are, um, if we are social distancing ourselves, if we're working from home, if we're taking all of these precautionary measures, I mean, you could expect us to push this peak that hopefully is flattened further in the future. Maybe not, um, but yeah, I mean, this thing's going to be around for a while and we're going to have to live with it. Yeah. And I think it's either uh, we get we all get them like very fast and the system collapse or we try to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say take turns, but, you know, we try to make this to spread out in time and then we get like the system to keep working basically for us. So in terms of like right now is like the mad rush. And I know everyone thinks like, OK, 15 days to stop this. It's probably going to be like a four or five, six month thing with a, a constant rise, given most of your models, right? Or am I totally in the woods? Well, I don't know. Everything depends on the, like the models, you can try different things, but reality is different, right? All these social interventions uh, could have an effect. And then we, what we are modeling today, it's going to be wrong in two, two, three weeks down the road because all this social distancing is actually breaking the, uh, the chain of transmissions and then we have to basically recalibrate and whatever we said like a few weeks ago it's not valid anymore so basically we are assuming at this point like uh like a worst case scenario all the time right that's the I'm baseline over here aren't you guys just trying to smile a little bit like <laughs> things <gonna> be right. <laughs> well we have been into this for too long okay <laughs> when when you get to one extra month of outbreak, then you will see it. You you will feel like us. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys. After this whole thing blows over, need to go to like Jamaica, not on a cruise, obviously, but like go go to Jamaica or, or go to go to Costa Rica. Just enjoy yourself for like three weeks. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Now, Ana, are, are you from Argentina? Yes. How are they being affected? Well, they started observing cases not too long ago. And again, at the beginning, were just uh, travel-related cases from people coming back from Europe, basically. And, and now they have basically local transmission. But still, we are a few weeks behind the curve, basically. There are cases there, too, happening. And But I, I'm hopeful because they start with a social distancing already. So they are already at this, at this point that we are here and they started earlier during the outbreak. Or I think they started earlier. We don't know because we don't, you know, you never know the exact number of cases because they just started testing people. So maybe we already have the same amount of cases as in US, but we haven't found them yet. But at least from the numbers that we can, that we can see from the public health authorities is like we are a little bit behind in this in this curve slugs you got any haymakers for questions i'm even waiting on one yeah um so in the lab or i guess now from home like what is your research looking like like how are you getting information how are you making um predictions and what are some things that you think that we should know um, 
Well, I guess like we're doing different things. So Anna is um, in the is studying more of like the intervention. So what are the effects of school closures and social distancing measures? Yeah. Um, and so what I'm doing at this moment is more of like we are partner partnering with a lot of like nonprofits and other like uh, organizations to get an understanding of what's going to happen in different countries all over the world. So you can think of like, well, uh, what can we expect to see in different countries in the Middle East, in Africa, in Europe? Um, and so trying to break it down and study more. Um, country-specific regions. Uh, and then you had a second question that I forgot. <laughs> and just, well, I said, like, what are you guys doing and what do you think um, the information you're reporting on, like, what do you think people should know is the most important? People should social distance. That's what yeah. they should know. Social distance. We're just gonna keep saying that over and over distance again. Yeah, yeah, social distancing yeah. works and uh yeah and the other message is like i think uh, we need to support the local businesses you know like even though we can always order from amazon whole food let's try to at least to take out from you know local restaurant to help them now that we have to you know we can live from takeout guys <laughs> now, now do you guys live near northeastern uh i live in brooklyn there's a spot in the south end called pita Mm-hmm. Fire. Okay. Okay, I'll check it out. That's if they deliver, you know. <laughs> get takeout from PETA. I also recommend what else is near Northeastern? Um I don't really know. But now's not a time for Chipotle. Now's the time for like local There's stuff. There's not Chipotle around Northeastern. There is a the other one. Kudoba. Uh, Amelia's and Cuba. And Amelia's, yeah. <laughs> Amelia's is kind of smacking. You like his slugs? I love it. I love Amelia's. <laughs> hey, so we, we had a question from uh, a young man named Andrew Widmer. Shout out to my guy. He's, I call him the golden boy because like everyone's always loved this dude forever. But he <laughs> his normal question, he said, based on the mathematical reporting in some of your models, when will life be normal again? And that's kind of a grim question. I know it's tough to answer, but he's yeah. pretty much saying like, when when will we, when given your model, will the risk be much lower? Mm. I mean, I think this this thing's going to be with us for a few months, and yeah, so I, we, we what normal is like is different for different people. And I mean, I don't think our lives are going to be normal for the next few months, uh, at least. But yeah, I mean, I would expect this to go into the summer and possibly into the fall, and we'll see after that. I think we are all hoping that uh, the weather uh, affects the transmission of the virus, like it happens with the influenza virus and all this kind of stuff, others, other coronaviruses. So maybe summer plays a role and, you know, we can enjoy the summer. Maybe. Okay. I know you guys got to run at six, so I'm just going to try to bang these out real quick. Yeah. Um, I, have one. I have one that's relevant to me. <laughs> is it, let's like, hear it. Is it part of, like, are like, is it just part of our psyche to panic? And what tips would you have for 
panickers? <laughs> uh, this is a great question because my roommate and I have been talking a lot about like what it looks like to be normal over, we're in like day five of quarantine. Um, and so I think for panickers, <laughs> what you need to do is just take a deep breath. Um, like if you are in, like if you're our age or if, and or younger, like there's a really good chance that like even if you do get sick, the symptoms will be mild. And so I guess that is a plus for us. Um, however, like we do have a responsibility to people who are in um, riskier brackets. Uh, so like the stuff that we do, like if we're out and about moving around um, and you're a carrier of the disease, then maybe you can um, start a train of transmission into like a group of people that are not as strong or as, um, who are more uh, vulnerable per se. Uh, but if you're a panicker, just take a deep breath. <laughs> this thing will end. There will be an ending to this, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but the, yes, the There's thing. Only so many humans. Count until ten, and then count until ten once more. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're in quarantine, think of your mental health. Uh, like, don't isolate yourself. Like, we have all of these, all of this, like, really cool technology. Um, I know people are doing like happy hour over zoom or skype where you just like sit and you talk with your friends while drinking a glass of wine or a beer yeah. there is also a netflix and youtube partnership that you can all hang out watching like the same movie or something yeah, I, netflix they, party. so it's like a netflix party too sounds like a blast man <laughs> i know but hey social distancing yeah i know i feel you, you know it's gonna be really cool though <laughs> What's going to be wicked cool is in like 20 years when you guys are like at the top of the medical world and we all just revisit this, excuse me, the research world, we revisit this we're going to be like, damn, that was a moment where everyone was locked <laughs> in their house for like a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we'll remember for a while. Yeah. It's like something that would tell to the generations to come. <laughs> and, and Anna, I see that that air humidifier bumping in the background. You must oh, have, have back there I in your crib. Two in this room and I have one in the other room because even with two of them, I have like a 15, no, 25% humidity with two of them running 24 hours a day. Party at your crib, man. <laughs> Actually social distancing. We can be like 10 feet apart. <laughs> but can you see like the... Yeah, I can see the little air. Wow. I can barely see it. So it's a good camera, I guess. Hey, real quick, just because yeah. you guys got to leave in two minutes. Uh, There's a guy named Michael Horan at 47 Brand, and that's like a hat manufacturer. And he sells all of his hats to MLB stadiums. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, dude, when do you think it's going to be okay for people to get back together so I can start selling hats again? Because the MLB season has to start. Maybe not in April or May when the when the game starts, when the season starts. It's gonna be later, I think. He thinks like July probably. Whoa. Um, okay, slug. Any final questions? Because they got some real deal research they gotta go do. Um, 
I mean, we t- covered a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. When will it end? I kind of we don't really know. Um, but that's all my questions, I think. Yeah. Well, we can always revisit in a month or two, you know, to keep sanity, <laughs> to see what like the 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 current developments of the coronavirus outbreak. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Jessica, and, and this was our, our platform. Uh, we're getting even back to the doubt, technical difficulties.